the New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. And Joe Lagana has represented Bergen County in the New Jersey State Senate since 2018. Before that, he was an assemblyman. He was a Paramus councilman. More than a few people tell me he could be governor of New Jersey someday. Senator Lagana, welcome. Hey, David. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me. And I'd like to ask you first about Governor Murphy's nomination of Rachel Weiner after to serve as an associate justice of the New Jersey Supreme Court. Senator, you're on record saying you'll vote to confirm her. I I know you spoke with her at length this week. What did she say to sway you? Well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say what an impressive uh, resume she had. Uh, I did not know much about her before I was able to have a conversation with her. Uh, So I did read up uh, about her, about her background, uh, especially her education and her legal background and uh, obviously it's it's extremely impressive i mean for someone who's uh, 40 years old who has had multiple federal clerkships who of course clerked for uh, justice uh, ginsburg who uh, worked on uh, civil rights issue who's you know worked in both private and public had extensive extensive appellate uh, experience which obviously is what it's kind of it's the kind of experience you need as a uh, as a as a supreme court associate justice for justice um, you know, she was really uh, just completely well-rounded as a as a person, as a lawyer. Um, you know, she just she just, she impressed me uh, every which way. So she's going to make an outstanding uh, an, an outstanding uh, judge. And some people say at forty, she's she's a little too young to be on the Supreme Court. That would give her nearly thirty years. But uh, that, that some people are saying she doesn't have the the. Death, death of experience that 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 other justices have. Now, you you are just two years older than her. You're a, you're a lawyer. Do you mm-hmm. do you think she's too young? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think she's too young. Uh, you know, m- most of us who go to law school start practicing law at the age of 24. Uh, so by the time we hit by the time we hit 40, where you know we we do have a a, a, you know, a substantial amount of experience uh, under our belt. And you know, given her background and the things that she's already accomplished before 40, and, and you know, and I just have to say. There are very, very, very few people, uh, attorneys in this country who are able to clerk for a Supreme Court justice. Uh, and especially in her case, multiple, uh, multiple uh, uh, courts of appeals, and district courts. So, you know, her her uh, her education and her background and experience, I'll put that up against, you know, any attorney who's practiced law for 40 years. And I'm speaking with Senator Joe Lagana of Bergen County. Senator, let's talk about COVID. I mean, I know this is a topic that's dominated the last year of every elected official's life, everybody's life. How is Bergen County doing on the vaccination rollout? So obviously, you know, Bergen County was hit very hard, very early. It was really the epicenter of the of the uh, of, of the covid um, uh, experience for us uh, in, in this country, I believe. I mean, New York I, I was was hit, I was crushed and Bergen County is uh, almost a uh, you know sometimes it's it's almost like a borough of uh, of, of New York. So we 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 were bigger than like four four or five states, I think too. Bigger than four or five states, yeah, a million people. Uh, it, it is uh, it, it is like a state you know unto itself. And Jim Tedesco, who's our county executive, is uh, you know we call we often call him the governor of, uh, of Burton County, and that's it's kind of what he is. And when you look at the budget, when you look at the amount of people, uh, the amount of people that go in and out uh, of of, uh, of Burton County each and every day. 
uh, you know, we were hit hard, and I think that there were steps that were taken in the beginning that helped stop the, uh, you know, the, the, the spread, like the, uh, the mask wearing and uh, the, uh, the shutdowns, which I believe helped. And I, and I think that when, when history looks back at what worked and what didn't work, those were the most common sense uh, things that we could put, put in place to, uh, to help people. Uh, so, you know, we got hit hard and it, it went down, uh, of course, during the summertime. And then we saw a spike uh, in the recent months. And, and now it looks like, you know, we're cautiously optimistic that things are getting better. And, and a lot of it is thanks to the, uh, to the vaccine, which uh, I, in my opinion, I think Bergen County uh, has done it the best. It's the gold standard uh, in, uh, in, in vaccine distribution. Again, based upon the amount of of, uh, of actual vaccines that they have to administer, but I've been to the uh, I've been to Newbridge, uh, I've been uh, to the uh, uh, the uh, the hospital where it's uh, being administered. Uh, I know there are a lot of towns that are ready uh, to start administering themselves when they can get uh, the vaccine. Just today, I went to uh, I went to Bergen Tech, uh, which is of course a trip from Newbridge, and they were doing just teachers today, and uh, all Bergen County teachers. I think they've got like. There were 600 teachers today, so I went and visited. It was a, an amazing operation. They were started in the morning. They got done by 1 o'clock, uh, and it's just th- things were are, are, are rolling more smoother than they were. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to do with the amount, of, uh, the amount of vaccines that they have available to them. And Senator Lugano, you're, you're from Paramus. It's, it, it, was, yep. it is the home of a state-run uh, uh, facility that houses veterans, U.S. former, former, mm-hmm. former U.S. veterans. Tragically, there were 90-plus COVID-related deaths this year. I know you were at the top of the list of the officials who, who fiercely criticized how that veterans' home was run. Are, are you satisfied with yeah. the reforms that have been made there so far? I think it's uh, I think it's a work in progress. Uh, I, I give the administration um, I, I give them um, you know kudos to a certain extent with respect to uh, getting new people in as far as leadership is concerned because I think the leadership that was there uh, I believe that they failed and that um, it, understanding uh, along the way that this was something that hit hard and it hit fast and it, often. Oftentimes, before you even know what's going on, uh, this thing completely engulfs these facilities. So I get that. With that in mind, though, uh, I do think that there could have been other steps taken to stop uh, what what spread through the facilities at such a quick rate. Uh, so you know, I I I, I am uh, I feel a lot better now than I did a year ago, uh, and, and that's because uh, there's a lot more transparency. There's a lot more. Um, a lot more communication uh, between uh, the MAVA and uh, legislators. I know Senator uh, Vitali, Senator Biden, and Senator Gopal uh, and me have had, uh, I mean, probably more, well over a dozen conversations with, with the MAVA, uh, with, uh, with the governor's office, uh, with, the, uh, with the new leaders of the facilities. Uh, and they've been doing a good job at keeping us uh, appraised. Uh, I mean, right down to... We get daily updates if there are any positive tests, who's testing positive, how did they test positive, what are they doing to, uh, uh, to protect the, um, the residents. So, you know, they're, they're, they're doing a good job, and I think that they, uh, 
I think they got their feet underneath them at this point. Good, and I'm, I'm sure everybody, no matter what political party you're with, are, are rooting for the, for for that to succeed. And I'm, I'm speaking with Senator Joseph Lagana of Bergen County. Uh, Senator, the Republican candidate for governor, Jack Cittarelli, has a new TV mm-hmm. ad up. He's blaming Governor Murphy for about eight thousand nursing home and veterans home deaths. Mm-hmm. Is is that a fair criticism to to blame the governor for those deaths? Um, I, I, I don't believe so. I mean, you know, I, I know Jack, I served with him in the assembly. Uh, he's a, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He was a good legislator. Uh, and, uh, and you know, it, it, this is, uh, the political season. So of course, you know, there's a, there's going to be some, uh, blame that gets uh, shed onto the governor, you know, blaming him for blaming him personally for, for deaths in nursing homes is, is uh, not something that I would uh, say is accurate. Uh, I think that, um, you know, when, when, when things got to the point where, uh, it became a serious, um, a serious issue, uh, and that was very, very early on, you know, New Jersey took steps before many other states did, you know, and were, and was criticized immensely, uh, especially by our former president. Uh, I think that, you know, let, let me put it this way. Let's say, let's say that our governor listened to the, you know, to the federal government early on. How many more deaths would we have, would we have had at that point? I mean, I think the governor took the appropriate steps in the beginning uh, by by shutting things down, uh, by you know ordering uh, ordering masks to be worn, uh, asking for help from the federal government, uh, and and putting the appropriate steps in place when it came to whether it was in nursing homes or schools or or just just uh, you know life in general for all of us as residents. Uh, I think again, history will judge his actions as being the appropriate actions. Was everything perfect? Of course, it wasn't perfect. But to say that he was responsible for for certain things, I think, is uh, is unfair. And Senator, and, and I apologize, I, re- I revealed your age earlier, uh, uh, but I know you have young children in school. What are you hearing from your constituents about the reopening of public schools? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I have three daughters. I have a sixth grader, a fourth grader and a three year old who's, you know, going to be in preschool next year uh and my kids were remote for a a long time last spring into the summer uh and school ended of course and september started with uh with a remote and then it was a hybrid two days a week half days they just started uh uh, two weeks ago four days a week half days and monday they're starting five days a week half days it's just a godsend uh and you know, I my my oldest daughter is going to be 13, and uh, you know, for anybody who has preteen kids or teen kids, it's, you know, they're, they're they already have you know, there's already emotions that are that are at play. So you know, take them away from social lives and from interactions with with other students. Uh, it, it was it was a difficult year, uh, not you know, for myself and for anybody anybody who's uh, you know who's experienced this, but especially you know for for younger younger children, uh, high school kids uh, who. You know, they. I think sometimes we forget that they're that they're people with emotions, and this is t- hard for us. This was harder for them, uh, and I I see how they now have, uh, you know, they're they're kind of they're, they they light up in the morning when they go to school. And when I speak to other parents, you know, people are just very relieved that um, that protocols have been put in place. Uh, that is safety first, of course, because we have to keep them safe. We have to keep our educators safe, uh, but at the same time. Uh, with things appear to be getting better, we can now get kids in a classroom for in-classroom uh, instruction. Because I, I do believe that they are, they, we have a generation of kids that are, are at a kind of at a disadvantage right now, and there's going to be a lot of catching up to do. So overall, I think there was a lot of frustration when it came to reopening, but I think that 
I would anticipate that in the middle of April, life will start uh, getting back to somewhat uh, a, a normal setting when it comes to uh, when it comes to schooling. And hopefully by the uh, you know, by the time they finish school in June, things seem like uh, like it's uh, as usual for them. That'd be great. That'd be great if that happens. And Senator Joe Lagana, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you talking to me. Of course. And thank I will you, be David. back thank to. Thank you, and, and I, I hope you'll, you'll come back and join me again soon. 